Welcome to another instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Joachim, Saif and Casper to discuss roadmap into success through product vision and strategy. So before we delve deeper into the topic, I'll introduce who's on the podcast with us today. So I'll work our way around the room with some introductions. So Casper, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Casper. Uh, I'm uh, working as a head of product for Plug.io. I've been a part of Plug for three, three years now, coming up, uh, starting next month. Uh, so yeah, I'm running the, the, the product team at Plug. That's uh, the, the, the fast one about me. I'm uh, 31 years old. So, yeah. Fantastic. And we'll come to you, Saif, next. Thanks, Sam. Um, hello, guys. I'm Saif. I'm the uh, product manager at H&M. Um, I suppose we all know H&M. It's a global fast fashion company. Um, I am mainly responsible for the last mile stream at H&M. Um, I'm based in Stockholm. Um, and I'm originally from Bangladesh, moved to Sweden roughly 12 years ago. Uh, I'm married and I have a small child who is a couple of years old. Thank you. Fantastic. And last but not least, we'll come to you, Joachim. Hi, uh, thanks, uh, Joachim. Nice to meet you all. Um, so I'm uh, 43, not married, but living with uh, my partner. And we have uh, uh, three kids together, three boys. So keeping her and myself quite busy, uh, yeah, tw- 12, uh, 7 and 3. So that's that's the the main challenge of my of my days, and especially now being on on vacations, you'll have to excuse some vacation brain on <clears throat> on my part. Sorry. Um, so uh, I am head of <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm head of engineering and product at a company called Bricknote. We do a financial platform for for uh, predominantly securities firms, but also uh, neo banks, fintech type of things and i have a background in in uh, engineering uh, at my time from my time at EpiServer, now optimizely where i also became a senior product manager before i stepped on and became cto and now head of product and engineering where i am today so i love driving product i love uh, requirements kpis uh, and uh, delivery and uh, that's i think how i ended up in this call fantastic cheers Joachim. Um, so now that we've established a little bit of context to each of you, we'll move on to the topic in focus. So everyone here has got a question or statement, uh, statement on roadmap into success through product vision and strategy. And as usual, I'll work around the room asking each of you to pose your questions and the reasons behind it. Um, so each of you have the opportunity to give your take on the situation as well. So we'll start today's podcast with Casper, if you don't mind. Yes, of course. Yeah, my, what can call it, sub topic is um, mission product development success and optimization of the roadmap uh, and, and using it to optimize the roadmap and the strategy based on the data. Uh, and the reason for that topic or question is actually it's, it's, it's an area I started uh, to focus a lot on uh, just as uh, Joachim and just getting back from vacation and then you have time to clear the mind. So I have really started to focus around how we best analyze if, if it's a success, what we have done, if, if it's a new feature, if it's a big improvement, how can we measure a good success? Because success comes in many forms and many shapes. And for me, it was one of the important things that I could use that data to, to improve in the future of the roadmap, to, to be better, to, to see where we can uh, what parts of our one thing is the development flow and the development structure, but but also how can we shape or uh, 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 generate even better scopes for the features? 
Um, so that's actually the reason for the questions. And, and at, at Clever, we're using a, 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 a what can we call it? A, we, we're using what's called ShapeUp. It's a, it's a product uh, product uh, feature shaping uh, that's that's actually introduced by Basecamp, uh, and it just matches our needs so much. Of course, we have made some small changes to match our organization. But what I needed in that is a way to measure and again also to, to ensure coming back and analyze how can we push the last five ten percent finish out of, a, of an awesome feature. So yeah, um, so I'm really interesting to hear what you, what you guys have to 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 contribute but to, to this question. Should I go first? Yeah, you you go first. You seem like thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I really like this question, and and to me, it's a super valid point. Um, um, I guess I want to break it down a bit. Um, the way I have, you know, I see there are certain flavors and colors to this point, because you did say about the product development piece, uh, right? Um, so I guess you know, um, I suppose uh, in the end, it's about how much data driven we are. So uh, you know, like um, uh, data centricity should be a, like a core part of whatever we want to develop. So to me, that's um, uh, to me that's a foundational piece that that we should carry, especially if you are a PM. Um, actually, everyone, but I'm just putting PM in the in the spot. Um, but I I also wanna call out, I mean, product development can be, you know, if you look at some, um, you know, some set of KPI that you want to measure, but then you, then you would also want to look at the consumer insights, right? So not just how your product is doing, but also what are your, the customers telling by looking at their behavior, trying to track their activities around your product um, that can give you certain insights or ideas that you want to, you know, um, touch upon and build onto it. And then once you have built and shipped, then you then you start to um, measure your product success again. So to me, it's, um, you know, it's an overall data centricity. It could come from a measurement of success of your product development, but at the same time, it could come as a form of your um, customer insights. Um, but overall, I think you want to maximize it as much as possible, right? Um, so that's my initial reaction to it. Um, I would leave to Joachim with another sub question. Um, let's say uh, there is the strategy part, which I'm not touching here. So to me, it's more more like observing and making data-driven decision. But um, if you try to orchestrate your long-term vision, then I would also want to hear from Joachim and also from you, Casper. How can we integrate data for like a really long-term ideas for our product? Let's say five, ten years roadmap. I think that would be also um, fun to listen. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I would say a five, ten years roadmap. That's kind of a where do we think the market is going? Five, ten years, nothing's gonna look the same. So, but I think when it comes to when it comes to that, it's more of an expression of how how are our minds aligned with you know the gardeners and the forester of the world. Like where do they say we're going, and are we saying the same thing, or are we heading <clears throat> heading in a different direction, or are we even you know very private like Apple and we we throw we throw a decoy uh, somewhere else and then we go and and uh, introduce video on on mobile devices or or whatever anyway um, but going back to your question you know observability I think it's important I think it's a, a thing that should be a part of of any you know definition of done 
um, when in the interaction with development and PM to be able to follow up, like you mentioned, user behavior, happiness, and so on. It could be as easy as as you know um, data collection forms. Like, are you happy? Happy face, sad face. Uh, we work a lot with with uh, Jira, Atlassian. Make sure to on any feature, they always ask you, are you are you happy with with this feature? And you can leave feedback right there and then. Because when you're when you're peed off, you know you don't want to go somewhere, but you want to you want someone to know, and and that availability is excellent. So collect that data and make sure to to make use of it. And then uh, you mentioned something something important with the, with the strategy and the KPIs, and uh, you know that's something we you know to be able to be aligned on, like we're going to talk about uh, a, little, a little further down. But uh, KPIs in my mind is a really strong tool for for communicating requirements. So as a part of requirements is, of course, the unit user stories. As a user, this, that, and the other, I should be able to do this. But you would also, in your success measurement, in your predefined ways of measure success of a particular feature or product or whatever it might be, you will tell a story on, this is where I see this going. You can tell the story about uh, capacity on on you know delivery layer, or you could you could tell a story about time to finish, or like clicks, or whatever it is. And those KPIs need to be measured. So, for example, I need to be able to complete the purchase in X amount of clicks. Then UX knows that they can only use so many clicks. A user can't stray away to to be able to complete it, and so on and so forth. So KPI, yes to know what we're going to measure and to prepare for that measurement in the definition of done. The development makes sure that it's available, but also development knows how to build their features so they fit and UX knows and PM knows, et cetera, et cetera. So KPI is super important. Measuring to see it afterwards, equally important. Following up and strengthening the roadmap and baking that into further iteration, that makes the, the features real solid. Yeah, I absolutely agree with, uh, with Joachim. Uh, and just as Joachim said, five years uh, in the future, uh, a lot can happen. A lot could go in different directions. Just take uh, the COVID situation for that matter, how much interference, especially for us in the e-commerce uh, part of the, the, the business, it, it's, it's, it has shifted a lot around in our long-term roadmaps. So, so yeah, for us and for a long-term roadmap, let's say five or 10 years, I'm more planning in what can we call it, um, not areas, but, but headlines that places I know will be, be some places we have to go. And in the, in the same time, uh, it, it matches the, the roadmap in the, what can we call it? it? It's more like headline based not when we open the bigger ones. Uh, one thing is to not lock it in, uh, too tight. So you have the, the ability to transist around and be flexible based on, the direction so so i also have one on three uh in three years it's a bit more locked in and then we have smaller ones we're working sprints of uh, three months at the time and there it's locked in now we have committed we can't change this but the other ones we can also the ones in the three years we can rearrange we can put stuff in if we see it's necessary but the small one we have, it's locked in. We have committed. And, and that's one of the most important things, I think, as a company, that when you commit to something, it's so important you keep it. Instead of you having stuff not laying around, but something that's, uh, let's say, 60 70% done. And, oh, now this is the most important thing. Or, oh, we also have to be ahead of this and so on. But, but if we keep doing that and not keep the commitment, we will suddenly have 
a lot of resources and energy put into something that will not gain gain the the impact of. So that's the thing I use to keep it very high up in the helicopter to to really headline it and make not not to lock myself, but but being able to, to have the flexibility to 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 switch around and follow which direction uh, we're going in. Yeah, great point. And I think from a tactical level. I think it it makes a, a a lot of sense when you're when you're down in the in the in the trenches, if you will, uh, like sixty seventy percent done. Sometimes we might hit a, hit a, a point where you know sixty seventy percent meets the customer needs. It's not the best feature. It's not it's not gonna it's not gonna be our, our our flagship, but it is good enough for our customers to use, and it's good enough to attract. And sometimes that that's where it lands, right? So that becomes the new 100%, the MVP. And uh, and uh, that's also a thing. But I mean, we can we can dwell further into that uh, uh, later on. But yeah, as far as data goes, and as far as, you know, understanding where we are, um, to, to, un- to to really collect that data, to understand customer customer satisfaction, uh, I think is, is what we're all looking for. And to have that be front and center, how easy is it to use? Is anyone still annoyed by by a lack of that function? If, if the 60-70% means that we get sad faces on our reaction bar, then it needs to be tended to. If if it's not, we might be we might be done. Or we can create a really cool leadership-based sort of differentiator in, in that space. I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I don't have much to add either. I think this is um, I think we all could agree that you know data-driven decision making is is super um, yeah obvious to us and it's something that you cannot avoid. Um, I suppose, um, I mean, day to day, not only day to day, but I wish to see a little bit also, um, you know, what, I mean, the reason I was curious about five years, not because it necessarily had to be five years, but 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 because um, I guess we tend to be quite uh, focused on, you know, here and now, but at the same time, if we have set our vision, which is typically, you know, at least two to three years down the road. So I know uh, to the help of data, maybe it actually allows us, help us to see if we are on track or not, right? So, um, so I do see the benefit that, you know, um, uh, not, not only everyday actions, um, but also it's, a, it's an excellent tool to actually, you know, um, find out how close or far you are, uh, you know, towards your vision. Right? So that's, um, yeah, that's something I wanted to add. Fantastic. Cheers, guys. So Saif, we'll come on to your question next, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I guess um, I just had a different avenue of thought, which is uh, actually, to be honest, quite basic. Um, um, I just wanted to know um, what could be a really compelling way to create and articulate a product vision. Um, in my observation, I find that we tend to spend quite decent amount of time, you know, talking about vision and it's, it's a super, um, you know, critical part for any company. It, um, so I am, I'm really convinced that it's uh, in order to succeed in a product team or organization, it seems innovation plays a very critical role. But how can we make it um, pretty easy at, at the same time, something to convince people on board others to, to actually see it the way you are saying. Um, so how can you reach that state and, and you know, onboard others with your vision? So, so that's, um, I would love to also share my thoughts around it. But first, I am really curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, what do you think, guys? Yeah. You want to start off on this, Joachim, or should I take it? It's, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, um, 
for me, vision and mission of, of a company is it's much around getting the alignment of working together for the same goal and, and having the same alignment in, in the total of the company. And, and one of the things, just to say what we do, of course, we collect a lot of information, but, but I think it's uh, a lot of feedback from our, directly from our customers. But one thing is to let everyone in the company be a part of it, to, to make them feel and, and actually make them be a part of which direction we're going in and make the engagement, make them feel like they are, 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 are just what we call it, in the spine of this company because the employees is the spine of the company. So we actually, every time we start a new product sprint, we ask for all the requests, all the things they have heard the customers say a lot of times, all the requests they have got from the customer, all the ideas they have. It can be it's not the best idea right now. It can also be it's a golden nugget that just fits right in right now, right here. But it gives me a lot of information, but also it makes the employee a big part of the company and that for me and, and what I have seen and measured is actually uh, it's actually contributing a lot to the vision of uh, to the vision of the company because they are part of it they, they they help going in that direction it's not just people saying oh now we're doing this now we're doing that they actually contribute and they bring the most extreme and the most fantastic value ever because we get the information in every step and every customer touch point of the customer journey in the company. We get the information from sales, we get it from our CSMs, we get it from directly from the developers, we get it from all areas. And that brings a so wider range of information. But also it, it, it contributes so much to the vision, the engagement. It's, it's, it's contributing so much. Now that makes sense, it makes sense to me uh, as well. I mean, when, when you talk about uh, vision and mission, that's the key. That's the key element, right? We need to understand why we're doing something, where we're going, and and as a company, do that. And if if the road, you know, the the product vision, uh, you know, to be to be compelling, it needs to speak the language of uh, the people, if you will. It needs it needs to really uh, resonate. You you want to be uh, you want to feel like I I want to be a part of of uh, delivering on this vision it it feels like something i i believe in and and uh, it needs to have a lot of enthusiasm it needs to have a lot of 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 of, of clear statements uh, clear value propositions and you know the, the whole understanding it, it can't just be okay we're going to build this box and it's going to be black and and it's going to be this big that's the vision for the box it's like all right great box but it might it might be a, a, even like a religious artifact at the end you know who knows, and and everyone's gonna like that one because it has a, a greater purpose, and uh, and uh, that's the, that's the thing, just purpose, uh, belief in in something, and and uh, the why needs to be crystal clear. But I think you said it really well, Casper. In, in, in yeah, yeah, I, I really want to contribute to that because as a lot of what you say, I totally agree. Uh, and if I should what can we call it, translate that down, it, it's pure passion. If a vision comes from passion, you you have a extreme engagement you 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 have the extra that that make people feel exactly what you're saying if it comes from passion they can feel it they know it but as Jorgen says if it's just a black box and it should be yay high uh, yeah who cares but if it's a true passion one thing is that it's uh, 
if you're solving a problem or solving a customer's problem, yeah, they care. But if it's your passion to do this and you are burning so much and you're just giving it all your energy, the rest of the company can feel it and they get inspired and they want to contribute to it. They want to help you reach that goal. Uh, that goal. They, uh, they want to really help and, and just be, what can we call it, for a bigger company, we are 150 people. It's, it's 150 extra legs uh, holding you up when stuff gets hard and, and we are facing a certain problem. It it's also brings a lot of energy to me as a person, but to the rest of the company. That was all I've just wanted to add. It should be 300 legs, I think. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I can feel your passion, Casper, also. Um, yeah, I I mean, I really um, appreciate what you said um, and, and could not agree agree more um, in order to make it sound compelling and everything. Um, of course, people need to feel the passion in you. Um, I guess that's, you know, that really brings people closer. So I think that's, uh, I know, could not agree more. And um, of course, it ne needs to be something tangible um, that people can actually relate to, um, uh, not just some, you know, fluffy goals. I think, you know, that could, uh, yeah, that could send a different signal. Um, but I do have a couple of points to, you know, just for the fun of this conversation, just to twist it a bit. So uh, often we, uh, I mean, maybe this, this is quite basic um, points, but, you know, sometimes I do see a risk that, you know, um, misunderstanding vision with product objectives, um, you know, so, so, so people do, um, People do, uh, sometimes people do claim that mission should be something that is not so easy to get, something that is slightly beyond your reach. So, you know, it's it, it's something that is always in the process. So you never actually attain your vision. It's the journey towards that goal. That's, um, you know, that's that's what strives people. And uh, and and secondly, um, I would love to hear, of course, I would love, love to hear your point of view on that. Um, and, and secondly, I mean, do you have any sort of, definition in your mind what's the core difference between vision mission and objective again super 101 question but i get so much drawn into it so i would love to hear your thoughts a bit more around it i can go first uh, then i would say uh when it comes to to not easy to get i think that could just vary i i think it's not inherently so that that uh it should be you know the carrot it could just be this is the this is the statement this is how we live this is how we how we further ourselves in the process uh so so that that's one thing and when it comes to mission vision on and and, and uh, objective uh i don't really have any any particulars around that i mean the the mission is i feel more high level it feel and uh, it feels like the vision is is more of a uh, yeah more, more, more towards the the, the how. Uh, I guess mission and more why. I guess and objectives maybe what. I guess if we want to just put simpler words on it. But uh, those are just reflections. Now I don't think they are. They have to be written in stone. They could be, but they don't have to be. I totally agree with that. Um, and yeah, I don't think missions should be unreachable. But it should. But if it's the right mission, the goal is of course reachable but the goal will always move let's say uh, let's take like if our mission was to uh, to, um, to what can say uh, our mission was to 
make customer shopping journey online even better to using AI to bring products and customers together. You can always make it better. You can all make, there, there will always be new areas. The bar will always be higher. Where there's the golden standard now, in a half a year, the golden standard is a whole other thing. So the mission is something in my mind that can be pushed. What, 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 you, what you see is, is the mission point right now, even that the sentence or, or the description is the same, but the the, the end goal is this, what you can call it, moving. Just like a, a person for a long time ago told me that so the, the best leader is the one that is, is, is hitting and trying to be able to just sit in the couch and do nothing. It's a goal you can never reach, but if you are heading for that goal, you are always trying to make you, make yourself um, uh, not needed. And a good team that can function well as leader, it's the end goal. But the end goal you will never reach because to reach that goal, you will keep uh, hiring new people. And you're the one that needs to hire them. Uh, so so it's, it's, it, it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, that's the best I, I, I could give. But yeah, the... The how and and why and and just as Joachim said, but but yeah, that's the best I could contribute with right now. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's super fun to listen in, and again, it it could certainly vary. I don't think there is any preset definition. It's how the companies are defining it that serves you know their own culture and purpose. Um, if you ask me, I personally think vision should be always super challenging and slightly fluffy. It's more ins- inspirational. That's um, You're talking about some kind of end state, which is not easy to get there, but that's what attracts you. You, you want to reach to that stage. Um, to me, mission is slightly, um, um, slightly relatively shorter term um, uh, or a bit more tangible goal that will allow me to reach closure to that vision. That's how I sort of see it. Um, so to me, I mean, you know, sometimes I, I have a pretty, um, I don't know, maybe a geeky way to, you know, say it that I think, I think a mission is, is like two, three years goal where I want to be in two to three years, whereas vision is in a five plus years that uh, that where that's the kind of very futuristic state that, that I want to be in. But um, I don't have all the infrastructure tool that I need in order to get there, which is what mission allows me to do. Mission allows me to set some kind of infrastructural goal that will help me to get closer to my vision. Whereas objectives seems uh, very, um, you know, short term, like these are the uh, you know, six months goal or six months target or six months items uh, that will help me to get closer to my mission. So that's sort of a really poor analogy, but, um, um, you know, that's just my view. Um, I, I think, um, again, the, the whole point for me was um, there's hardly any company who doesn't talk an, you know, about vision and mission. So to me, it's super, you know, critical part. Sometimes we often, sometimes we find people saying that uh, the, you know, number one reason, you know, why that product didn't succeed because it was not aligned with their vision, right? So to me, it's, um, it's, uh, to me, it's quite worthwhile to, you know, to, to really define what your vision is and um, mission is um, and then work towards that. Um, um, yeah, so, so that's my sort of uh, take on it.
I think you said something super, super uh, core and, uh, and sensible there, and was that people say they don't, you know, uh, it didn't succeed because it didn't align with their mission or, or vision. Uh, and and I think that's absolutely right, and that's something I want to touch on 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 in the in the question I have uh, later. But uh, so so that's super important. What I do fear could be a little bit confusing is because mission and vision is being used pretty broadly and if you look at for example google's mission is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful and apple's corporate mission is to bring the best personal computing products and support to students educators to science in 140 countries in the world you know that's the mission right so that is definitely in my mind something super super overarching super super this is who we are and this is why we're here this is why we do all of these different things that we are busy doing every day that's the that's the mission so when i those words that you use i would exchange them like the vision there could be a goal and a shorter thing that you called mission could be an initiative right to to fulfill or to support that goal so that's but those are just semantics i mean whatever floats your boat but if you if you want to, to to tie into it didn't align with the mission, it's not so much it didn't it didn't fit the initiative specs as much as it is it didn't align with what where we wanted to go as a company. The product didn't fit the the the, the overall company strategy, right? And that I that's I want to touch on that in in the question that I'm about to 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 address soon. So I don't want to open it up too much. We will wait for that. Yes. <laughs> It might be sooner than you think. I think, uh, I think that's a really good segue into Joachim's question. So, Joachim, take it away. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so so the question that I wanted to ask was, how do we ensure that our organization stands behind the product roadmap? And I think, you know, in, in the conversations that we've had, we've already opened up uh, a few of these a few of these items. Uh, and and I'm super happy to hear that. So we we circle back kind of to the why and uh, we mentioned earlier Casper you said that the, the way that where everyone feels like they're a part you know with all the 300 or 150 legs it depends on if it's you know uh, depends on what what type of person you are uh, so so that's the thing and also the ability to change our goals as we go along like you also mentioned like they will change so uh, it, it, in, as far as I'm concerned when it comes to product prioritization it starts super, super early. And just to have like a, a kind of a, a, an overarching view on it, you know, when it comes to product management, we're, we're pretty tactically focused. We, we're actually trying to, to, to deliver on a product vision. We try to map more of like A to B of something more fluffy. Like we're talking about, the, the, Saif, as you mentioned, you know, the vision could, could be quite fluffy. We want to do this or we want to be these people. We want to be, be uh, objectified this way, right? So, um, for example, if we want to build a, a product like the board or, or man, like upper management need to say, this is how we are. This is who we are. And this is why we do these things. And based on that, um, you know, sales and marketing and even PM could be involved in finding, especially in, you know, the commercial um, areas, which most of us operate in. We want to find an attractive customer uh, segment, a market segment, and there could be a window of opportunity that will dictate when this will be be fine. And just as with uh, anything, if you're going to follow something uh, and, and hit it, you're going to try to hit it where it's going to be, not where it is right now. So those are the things you need to identify things as, you know, data sources and 
data gravity, if you will, to understand maybe a, a you know a solution space that you want to operate in. Uh, now th this is this is not maybe uh, relevant, but when you're coming up with a, a solution or something that should fit a glove, may, sometimes you need to understand uh, the uh, the specifics of that particular market segment and then in there you can start forming your strategies you can make assumptions you can get confirmation of that strategy this is what we're going to do uh, does this sound like a good idea and then before it even hits development you're going to look well should we buy this should we build it or should we partner around this it might not be something that we that heads down to 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 uh, to engineering at all but the main point is because we've aligned with the mission, we know that when we launch this product, it will, if we looked at everything properly, it will align with uh, the need of, of the customer. And of course, uh, that will lead to awesome profit and all that. Um, so to, to sort of summarize that, that the, and to, to have the title kind of of, of the, the, the talk where we have, uh, you know, the, the roadmapping to, to success. Uh, let's see, what was the, what, what is the title again? Uh, through roadmapping to success, uh, uh, through product vision and strategy, right? Um, so when, when we talk about, we talk about success because that's where we want to head and uh, looking at the product strategy and vision, it needs to align 100% with the company strategy and vision or their mission, right? And that's why it needs to succeed. And that mission, and to get the organization to back it, the organization needs to see themselves in the roadmap. The roadmap is a, 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 a matter of, of communication between, uh, you know, PM, of course, that often sits and tinkers with the roadmap. But the roadmap is mostly a manifestation of what we know about the market, what sales knows about the market, what uh, the board of directors knows about how the company should operate and the mission state and engineering that knows how a product like this needs to be built and maintained and cared for and customer success who knows what the customer needs given that they've gotten this in place, etc., etc. It goes on and on. And everything of this needs to be represented in this roadmap that 100% supports and when we look at this together we will see ourselves and our needs based on the company goals which is what we're all infused with we start with them because nobody in the company starts work without having the mission statement first because then you will understand the roadmap and then you will understand your part in it and it will make sense and of course you will automatically be behind the roadmap. And uh, yes, I think that's the thing. And just as a few things as, uh, you know, committing. It, it was a great thing you said, Casper, as well, with, with committal. Sometimes when we sit and maintain something that really should be taken out to the, to the, uh, to the uh, um, faraway hunting grounds or whatever, however you say, you know, it should really not be a product anymore. We shouldn't even, you know, support it. Just like we have sprints of two weeks. Like we, we can set up initiatives that span over a quarter. And before we decide to even go down and fix these problems, is this still aligning? The goal is shifting. The market is shifting. Everything's shifting. We need to always look at that soberly throughout the whole thing, make sure the roadmap aligns and not because as a, otherwise in a tactical mode, we might very well, well, this is my product and I love it, you know, and it needs to be the best it can be. It should shine to the best of its abilities. Well, does it still align with the, with the mission? Otherwise, grab the leash, off you go, and it goes. And then we move on to the next thing. So we need to look up 
and look out. So that's kind of how to get uh, the company aligned in, in my in my view, because they already everyone already owns the roadmap. So there's nothing to get behind. It's just a manifestation of who we are as a company and the product we want to or the value really that we want to deliver. I really think it's uh, it's worth it. Uh, and yeah, it, 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 I would probably not have said it the same way, but but the main thing and the main goal is the same. And the reason for, again, that having the different layers of a roadmap that gets more and more committed uh, is the exact same thing that, that you say, uh, because you have to follow which direction stuff goes in. But at the same time, we also, in, in, in some way and on some level, have to have some commitment um, deeper down. Uh, it, it's so important. Um, so, so, yeah. Could not agree uh, um, much more. Uh, it's 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 the right way to say it, and and it, it's also just as you say, it's it's like uh, the mission. There's a translation book, and in, in some way, because by having the mission, they can understand why. Uh, and if you don't have it, they cannot translate why why are we, why are we doing this. Then it would be more like taking it a page that makes sense and just uh, shuffle it around, shuffle all the letters around. It certainly not makes sense, but you are giving them the tool to translate. Why am you actually doing this? Oh, this is because and looking in the mission. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So totally agree. Right. So yeah, um, I think um, I have the very same view. I mean, to me, it's, um, it's a no brainer if your actions and your um, uh, product goals or spring goal whatever is not aligned with where the company want to go or company values, then, then of course, um, something is wrong there, wrong there. It, it should be fixed. Um, just, just on a practicality note, I keep thinking about your, um, how can the company stay behind that phrase, right? To me, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good point. Um, because there will be cases, scenarios where, you know, um, ideal actions may not happen you may not always have the opportunity um you know to set goal that is always super aligned with your company i mean that's a very ideal scenario i mean you did mention about different stakeholders right so let's talk about that as a pm um often i get different feature requests and you know different set of um, requests right that uh, that are not necessarily fully aligned with company goals or or values right i mean to me i'm sure it it happens a lot um so so i think um how can we sort of still navigate those kind of scenario it, it, that that's what i'm thinking you know is it about saying no more often is it about going back to those stakeholder um with the help of customer data and company data and to make them understand why their feature request or whatever they're asking won't be a good idea, won't fulfill our mission. Um, so I think that's where I think we can bounce more. Um, uh, so how can we sort of, yeah, again, navigate those kind of scenarios where the ask is not in line and um, I am thrown into a situation where it's not easy to say no. <laughs> Yeah, I can uh, I can start with this. Uh, of course, if, if what the with the stakeholders have pointed which direction, if you are not on the same page, it's either because you see something they don't see, or they uh, they see something you you don't see, uh, or, and the other way around. So in that way, we have to communicate. We have to have the debate about why are we not seeing the same thing. Either, either I, I don't. 
have, have seen the same uh, as them, or they have something that that makes my vision not not blurred, but but the missing piece, or, or I have the missing piece. It could be a good set of data, uh, KPIs. They show that 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 uh, that that's not backing up the statement. And the same goes the other way around. If people come to you with a request and you have to say no, uh, again, it's about the debate, the communication. I don't. I never just say no. I give an explanation of why I always, if it's a good idea, I, I tell them and explain it's probably not the right time right now, but the, the time can come. And when it comes, be sure to stay there and come with that request. But it's about communicating. If they are so much holding on to this request, it can be me that's, that oversees something. Or I can maybe see something that they don't. And to make them know a good thing, I should be able to explain why it's not right now, but why we're doing this. Um, and the same goes for, for you and your, your developers or, or what it is. If you are not aligned, it could be, a, let's say it's a, a time estimate. If I'm estim estimating something to take this time and they are, and their estimate is way off, it's the same thing. I see something they don't, or they see something. It could be a, it could be a, a hill or an obstacle I have not seen that they have seen. Or it could be a solution I have seen and an obstacle that they think is impossible or will take much more time. So again, it's about alignment. But I will never just say no to say no. I will always be, what can we call it? Uh, I will always be honest about why. Because in the long run, that, that's what pays off. Now, I think I think it's uh, super important. I agree uh, one hundred percent to have you know the communication is is key uh, to be to be very curious needs to be in the DNA of any of any product manager. Uh, it's just who we who we need to be. Uh, if something's not fitting the glove, I mean, if, and it's not an education or documentation issue. You know, it, it's a little bit, if you have a hammer, everything you you see is a nail, right? And that's the thing. If the customer has our tool uh, or, or feature and they want to they want to do everything, it might not even be the best thing. It, uh, many, many tools uh, can do one thing great and just compare like a Windows operating system and a Linux op operating system. You know, and with Linux, you end up piping between a bunch of different uh, uh, small, small softwares. Uh, pieces of software that do exactly what they can really well. Whereas in Windows, you might end up with some really borky uh, user interface that does what you kind of wanted, but you still had to post-process it. You couldn't write your regex or whatever you needed to do, right? Um, so that's one thing. And then also when it comes to, I mean, uh, listening to customers is, is obviously a part could, could qualify as, as a, um, uh, a qualitative research, right? And you will always get this loud 20%, as you call it. You know, they will they will be 20% of the user base, essentially the ones that come and complain and, and, and come with their voice. But we want to catch also, you know, the, the other 80% and to do, you know, quantitative research, et cetera, et cetera, to make sure that this is something that actually fits our target persona. And then again, we got to lift it back up and say, look, are we still the same company now as we were back then? Is this still something worth chasing? And it could be so cynical sometimes that it goes down to a bottom line. It could be an internal user that says, look, I need this feature because it takes me five hours to do this. I only want to spend one. And then we look and 
is that the most important thing right now? Because if we look at, we're going to try to have all the developers work in this to hit this market segment because it's, we, we have a, we have an idea and this is going to happen there. So we have to align everybody to do this right now, or we won't succeed as a company. But then we have some internal stakeholders that are not paying attention to that. But every day they sit five hours instead of one. And for them, it's the most important thing. Then obviously they're going to be loud. They're going to want it. And at the end of the day, uh, we might be tempted to do it. Or in an organization that's not powered by the roadmap, a developer might stray away and actually start fixing this thing because you spoke of a lunch and you kind of wanted to spend your hack day on, on doing that or whatever it was. But it has to come back to what are we doing? We have to live and breathe as an organization. If we say, look, we can't fix this for you because, because of this, because of the mission. If we look at, sometimes you have to tell a customer, sorry, but you're not our persona anymore. You need another thing to solve your problem because we're focusing on these people who need this because of that. And, and it's just the way it is. It's not hard feelings. It's, it's it just what our product does and what it doesn't do. And that's something that's also super, super important that I find all the time. When you sell something, you need to go in and tell people, this is what a product does and this is what it doesn't do. So that they don't come and say, look, your product, we try to use it for this and it doesn't work. Well, it's on the box. This is what it, exactly what it does and it does it really well. But you have to buy this product or another product or pipe it into this product and then it will do what you want. So it's, it's, all, it's all about that. But then again, you know, coming back to, we always need to listen. All interactions that we have with other people. And that's one thing that I've really found uh, really intriguing also having having the opportunity to work with with great you know developers and minds and 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 working with a team uh, of, of new people fairly recently the past seven months is you know everyone has a really great view of what's going on of what we're doing where we're going and their own sort of picture of that and sometimes uh, it's hard to vocalize it's hard to to put into words what that is but everyone has kind of a feeling and the funny thing is when you find there is always something that everyone aligns on, that's kind of the single truth. And everyone looks at it from different aspects. And as a product manager, you have the opportunity to inter, the, you know, interface with so many different, different parts of the organization. So you can start identifying this core, this core value and the core purpose of what we're doing. So it's a combination, right? It's a combination for where we are now to where we want to go, mapping that from A to B, making that the roadmap strategy and vision. Right. And that's when we can stand behind a roadmap and believe in and commit. Fantastic. Cheers, guys. Um, really enjoyed that one. So we'll conclude there. Um, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I want to take this opportunity to thank Saif, Joachim and Casper uh, for joining me and providing their insights into the topic. And thanks to everyone for listening as well. If you do want to get involved in one of our upcoming podcasts, reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email at daniel.mycheck at evolution-nordics.com. And we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much.